The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist, ANS. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey with five offices throughout the state. Again, our newest offices is in Jefferson, New Jersey. We moved our Sparta office to Jefferson, and we opened up a newest office in Teaneck, New Jersey for our Bergen County patients. Our main number is 973 973- 285-7800. And of course, our website, which I always ask my listeners to visit, it changes every day. There's a lot of new information on it. It's ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. Look at the patient portal, register yourself. Um, we'll send you some email updates on the new things at the group. Uh, always remember at ANS, surgery is always the last option. We do have the insurance counselors now to speak to you about insurance issues. And as always, take care of our patients. This morning, as you know, I always bring in the specialists in the area uh, on topics that my listeners ask me to have. This morning, we're going to be talking about arthritis, which is a very uh, concerning topic because most of us eventually will get some type of arthritis in our life. Um, my specialist is Dr. Mark Trattenberg. Good morning, Dr. Trattenberg. Good morning, Tom, and thank you for having me here today. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for coming. A little information on Dr. Trattenberg, and then I'll give the mic to him to tell you a little bit about himself. He's from the Center for Rheumatic Diseases. The main office is at 435 South Street, Suite 220B in Morristown, New Jersey. I'll go a little slower. I know my listeners always say slow down with the numbers. So the number to reach Dr. Trattenberg at the Morristown office is 973-540-9198. He also has a second office in Rockaway next to the Rockaway Mall. To reach him at that office, it's 973-895-6606. So again, good morning, Dr. Trattenberg. Thank you so much for coming on the show to discuss arthritis. Before we start, let our listeners know a little bit about your educational background, a little bit about your offices. All right, thank you, Tom, for the nice introduction. I uh, just wanted to start by telling everyone a little bit about myself. So I was born right here in Springfield, New Jersey. So uh, I'm always a Jersey person at heart. I did my training at Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I love Philadelphia, a great place to live, but they don't play Giants or Yankees games <laughs> on TV. So it wasn't really the place for me in the Great long run. Stay. But I love Philadelphia. It's a great city. Great. Um, I did my rheumatology training uh, up in New York Medical College. And like I said, I'm a New Jersey guy at heart, so I found this great job uh, in rheumatology at Marstown Medical Center. As Tom said, we have a practice on South Street in Marstown, and we opened up a brand new, beautiful, multi-specialty building right in Rockaway, right near the Rockaway Mall. So, you know, we're open for business <laughs> if anyone's having some joint pains and they need some help. I think that's all of us. Um, let's get started with the basics. What actually is a rheumatologist? So that's actually a great question, Tom. You know, actually, the first thing that a person asks is when they um, come see me, they say, my primary medical doctor sent me to a rheumatologist. What is a rheumatologist, right? 
So as we do a lot of things. You know, one of the most common things we take care of is autoimmune diseases. And autoimmune disease means your own immune system, your own B cells, your own T cells. These are the cells that should fight bacteria, viruses, anything that doesn't belong. Sometimes our own immune cells attack our own, um, our own cells. And this shouldn't happen. Our body should know the difference between bacteria, viruses, and our own cells. But when this happened, we call this autoimmune disease. And there's different types of autoimmune diseases. Uh, the most common people heard about is rheumatoid arthritis. And this is when your immune system attacks your joints. Uh, there's all other autoimmune diseases people probably heard of, lupus, where this is an autoimmune disease where your immune system can attack your heart, your lungs, your kidneys. Now, not only do we deal with autoimmune disease, we also deal with arthritis too. And we're talking about degenerative arthritis. So this is the arthritis that people develop as they get older. So this occurs with the wear and tearing of the joints. Uh, we also deal with some other diseases people have probably heard of before, like gout and pseudogout. And sometimes when doctors aren't sure what's wrong with patients, we're kind of like the, uh, you know, the last, uh, last line of defense. You know, almost like when you watch House, when they can't figure out what's going on with the patient, they send them to a rheumatologist. <laughs> That's so funny. So it really does cover the gamut. Um, you mentioned arthritis. We're going to really focus our show on arthritis. But what you said a little bit for our listeners probably triggered my mind is the autoimmune disease. Why do people develop those? So that's an excellent question. You know, autoimmune diseases are very common. In fact, one of the most common autoimmune diseases is rheumatoid arthritis, which affects about 1% to 2% of people. So we're talking about uh, 1 to 2 out of every 100 people have at least rheumatoid arthritis. So we don't really know exactly why people develop autoimmune diseases, but it's a combination of two things. So one is a genetic predisposition. So there's something in your blood, something in your DNA that, ma that makes it difficult for your body to differentiate its own cells from bacteria and viruses. And whether this is a mutation that occurs or you were born with it, we don't really know why. But people, some people have this genetic predisposition for their immune system to have difficulty differentiating normal and abnormal. And the other thing is an environmental trigger. So there's something in the environment that triggers uh, these, uh, your immune cells to attack its own cells whether that's a bacteria, a virus, or toxin, something you were exposed to, we're not totally sure. But we do know that there is evidence that certain things do increase the risk of developing autoimmune disease, such as cigarette smoking, such as exposure to dust, including silica. Um, there's certain bacteria that people have in their mouth that can increase the risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis, past infections like Epstein-Barr virus. So there's a lot of things that could trigger it. And that might be different in everybody. And everyone always tries to guess what it was. You know, once I had a guy who told me it was that his mom used to make him blueberry pies <laughs> and they used to sit out all day and they would, he thought they went bad and that triggered arthritis. So, you know, <laughs> everyone knows, has right? their own little story of, of how they developed an autoimmune disease. When you said the body uh, attacks itself, in this case, it's attacking the joints. Why specifically does it attack the joints? Yeah, so that's actually an excellent question, which we don't exactly know 100% sure why. You know, different autoimmune diseases attack different um, uh, organ systems. Like I said, like uh, there's lupus, which can affect the kidneys and the heart, rheumatoid arthritis, which affects the joints, and there's a whole bunch of other autoimmune diseases, but we're not really sure specifically why rheumatoid arthritis only affects the joints. But rheumatoid arthritis can also affect the heart, the lungs, it could affect the eye, so it can affect other organs as well. Okay. Um, for people listening, of course, um, I'm at that age now where arthritis is kicking in a little bit. 
What are the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis that people would say to themselves, maybe I actually do have it? Are there, are there really actual clinical signs that would point to that other than I worked out too hard at the gym and I hurt my knee, um, I'm just getting old and my, my, uh, my fingers are getting stiff or my knees hurt a little bit? What are the actual symptoms that would maybe trigger someone coming to see you? So that's an excellent question, Tom. You know, definitely trying to differentiate between rheumatoid arthritis, the inflammatory arthritis where the immune system is attacking your joints, and degenerative osteoarthritis, the arthritis people develop as they get older, there is a huge overlap. So it can be difficult to differentiate. You know, some of the things that we look for with rheumatoid arthritis is morning stiffness. So with regular degenerative arthritis, the arthritis people get as they get older, usually the morning stiffness lasts for 10 to 15 minutes. And people say, you know, I feel better, I take a warm shower, I take an Advil, and then I get, go on with my day. With rheumatoid arthritis, people can feel morning stiffness usually greater than an hour. So that's the magic number we look for, more than an hour. So if you say really feel stiff for the whole day, we know something unusual is going on. The other thing we look for is inflammation. So if you have a big swollen joint, and when we look at inflammation, we're saying red, hot, tender, and swollen. Now this can also occur in degenerative arthritis, but usually not as common. You know, it can be very uh, difficult uh, because inflamed joints can be caused by a lot of things, not only degenerative arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, but also chronic infections like Lyme disease. And New Jersey has a high rate of Lyme disease. Um, there's other infections as well. There's even gout and pseudogout. But, you know, like I said, if you have a big swell, if you have swelling of the joints, if you have morning stiffness, which lasts a couple hours, um, and if you have multiple joints that are involved, it's usually more likely to be an inflammatory type of arthritis. So those are the things that we look for. Okay. So as you're speaking, there's two types of arthritis classifications, the osteo and the rheumatoid. The osteo is what kind of most of us, I guess, would develop as we age. RA is more of the autoimmune where the body attacks the joints itself. Um, I'm a reality show freak, and there's a show called Shaws of Sunset. I don't know if anybody watches that, but I do. And there's a, a character on the show that actually is young. She's 28, and she has rheumatoid arthritis. So the last few episodes have been focused on her and how it's actually pretty debilitating. And she recently had surgery. I don't know what happened in her hand to, I guess, remove a joint or clean out a joint. Mm -hmm. But it seems to be... I was shocked that someone so young with rheumatoid arthritis, what is the age that it starts? Is it something that young people can get? So it's very interesting. You know, rheumatoid arthritis, we see in young kids and we even see people in their 90s. You know, sometimes we get some elderly patients and they said, how can I develop this? You know, I'm 90 years old. Why now? Why me? Um, you know, this type of arthritis, the most common ages we see it in is between 20 and 40. And then we see it again around 60 and 80. You know, the good news about rheumatoid arthritis is it's not as severe a debilitating disease as it used to be. <clears throat> you know, 20 years ago, all we had to treat rheumatoid arthritis was Advil. We used to tell people to take 20 Advil a day. <laughs> and if you didn't see a rheumatologist within four or five weeks, you came in with severe joint deformities that, were, that you couldn't be fixed. Nowadays, you know, it, takes, it might take up to five, six months to see a rheumatologist. Not me, of course, you know. <laughs> you can come find me uh, much earlier. But now people can do, you know, they do very well on the medications we have. So we don't see this debilitating um, type of deformities as much as we used to. So um, as you see like elderly people in the store or whatever, sometimes in their fingers, you see this really weird crooked fingers, very swollen. Is that a rheumatoid arthritis? Well, it can be. It depends. You know, what I tell people, the, the hallmark of osteoarthritis it affects the tips of the fingers, right? So the rheumatoid arthritis does not affect the tips of the fingers. So if you have... Um, these big nodules at the tips of your fingers that hurts at the tips, that's most likely not rheumatoid arthritis. 
Rheumatoid arthritis most commonly affects the wrists and the knuckles, where degenerative arthritis does not affect the wrists. Now, definitely, if there's a um, change of direction of the fingers, uh, it could be the definitely could be rheumatoid arthritis. It also can be osteoarthritis. There is an overlap. Okay, what is actually happening in that joint um, to cause the pain and the deformities? All right. So you know the joint is um, composed of the synovium. Okay, so the synovium is this. It's this fluid. It's this cartilage that surrounds the joint. And the inflammatory cells, your immune system actually attacks that synovial fluid. And when it does, it brings in more inflammatory cells. And that inf those inflammatory cells actually damage the joint and they damage the cartilage. So they will destroy all of the cartilage so you'll have severe arthritis. And when the joint is uh, destroyed, you'll see the change of direction. So it will lose its integrity. Okay. And that's why you see a prevalence of joint replacements? Is it usually for arthritis? Well, yeah, you know, when it comes to joint replacements, it really is not going to improve uh, mobility or function. It's just um, really cosmetic. Um, it's, so it's not, I don't definitely, you know, recommend it 100%. You know, the goal is to make sure you don't end up there. Right. And the goal is to make sure if you have an inflammatory type of arthritis, you find a rheumatologist early so you can be treated to avoid um, needing surgery. All right. So getting early treatment can prevent the need for joint replacements. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. You know, that's the most important thing when it comes to inflammatory arthritis is that the longer you wait, the more joint damage is done. And now we have excellent medications that can prevent this. So definitely, if you think you may have rheumatoid arthritis or any type of arthritis, definitely you should be evaluated because there's definitely medications that can help. Okay. Um, is it hereditary? Um, a lot of times, like I said, my grandmother suffered horribly from rheumatoid arthritis many, many years ago. Is that something that I need to be concerned with? That's an excellent question. In fact, that's actually the most common question people ask when they come in is, I have rheumatoid arthritis. What is the risk of my child developing it? Or if I have a baby, what is the risk? Uh, believe it or not, let's say you had an identical twin who had rheumatoid arthritis. What do you think? T take a guess of what percent your risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis would be. I don't know. If a twin, I would say maybe 50%. An identical twin? Um, 100%. Oh, yeah. So actually, it's very interesting. It's about 7 to 8%. Really? So it's not as much as, as you would think. Right, and that's right. because not only is it genetic, like I said, there's an environmental trigger. And we don't know what the environmental trigger is. Now, let's say you had a fraternal twin. What percent do you think that would be? I don't know. I'd probably say... Uh from what you said, probably the same percentage. Actually, believe it or not, it's no different than a normal per, a normal population. We're about two to three percent. Okay. So once again, it's so nobody panic if you have rheumatoid arthritis. You know, it's not hundred percent. Anyone in your family is guaranteed to get it. Okay. Um, before we get into the treatments aspect of it, um, you said it's environmental. Are there any types of foods or supplements that people should be taking before, maybe to prevent this from happening? And that's another great question, Tom. And, you know, I do believe you are what you eat, you know, and I do believe it's important to be healthy and there's nothing more important than diet, exercise, and weight loss. You know, there's definitely a lot of uh, media out there now on eating healthy and certain foods with anti-inflammatory properties. You know, we do have studies which show green tea does affect the immune system. There are receptors on the B cells and the T cells, all right? These are part of your immune cells. Um, cinnamon has anti-inflammatory properties. Olive oil many fruits and vegetables. So definitely there's a lot of foods with anti-inflammatory properties. Unfortunately, none of them will prevent your risk of developing rheumatoid arthritis because like I said before, there is a genetic predisposition and environmental trigger, two things which are pretty tough to avoid. Okay. Um, 
We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to touch a little bit on the osteoarthritis. We'll be right back with Dr. Mark Trattenberg. There's a unique place in New Jersey, a pioneer in healthcare, leading the way with their nationally recognized spine center and their extraordinary support groups dedicated to providing emotional and logistical assistance. That place is Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, ANS, well-known for improving lives with exceptional neurosurgical services, medical firsts, and one-of-a-kind programs. ANS, home to New Jersey's largest group of world-renowned fellowship-trained neurosurgeons offering advanced treatment options like stereotactic radiosurgery, a non-invasive and highly effective treatment for an increasing number of brain and spinal tumors. ANS, a leader in stroke care with a success rate greater than the national average, among the first in the country to use stent trevers, allowing surgeons to immediately restore blood flow to the brain. ANS, using advanced computer-guided technologies for minimally invasive spine surgeries that reduce recovery time from weeks to days. ANS, restoring hope and helping patients regain their lifestyle. ANS, making next-generation treatments possible today. Don't let insurance come before your health. ANS accepts all patients. For more information, call 973-285-7800 or visit ansdocs.com. ansdocs.com. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood from ANS, the largest neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey. I'm here with Dr. Mark Trattenberg from the Center of Rheumatic Diseases. His office is located right here in Morristown at 973-540-9198 and in Rockaway next to the Rockaway Mall. To reach him there, it's 973-895-6606. Dr. Trattenberg, before we went on break, we were discussing a lot of uh, information and we just left off um, with different foods and basically being healthy and treating your body right. Um, With rheumatoid arthritis, there's a lot of environmental factors that you don't really know what causes it. So we really try to be healthy. Um, What I wanted to ask for people that have these symptoms and they're going to go see you, what are some of the tests that you would be doing to diagnose A, rheumatoid, and then osteo? Okay, good question. You know, rheumatoid arthritis is a clinical diagnosis, okay? It's not based upon blood tests alone. So a lot of people will see their primary medical doctor and they'll test for certain antibodies that we see in rheumatoid arthritis, one being called a rheumatoid factor and other being called a CCP antibody which are only seen in about 60% of people with rheumatoid arthritis. And 20 to 30% of these people may not even have these antibodies uh, within the first year. So it's a clinical diagnosis. So when you see your doctor, he most likely will order these antibodies, okay? We also look at inflammatory markers. You may have seen that your doctor has ordered a sedimentation rate or a a C-reactive protein. So these are markers of inflammation in your body. And if you have a disease which causes inflammation like rheumatoid arthritis, We expect these um, labs to be elevated as well, okay? You know, how we make a diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis is based upon a couple things, okay? One is the joints that are involved, okay? The most common joints that are involved in rheumatoid arthritis are in the hands. Sometimes it can be the knees, the shoulders, the elbows. It can affect any joints. Uh, We check the antibodies, as I said before. We check the inflammatory markers. We even may do x-rays of your hands and feet to see if there's any evidence of damage. And usually with rheumatoid arthritis, it's a chronic disease, so we would expect um, the arthritis to occur for more than six weeks. Okay. And osteoarthritis? So degenerative arthritis is a little different. You know, it's also a clinical diagnosis, okay? It's not based upon a blood test or an x-ray alone. So we look for a couple things. So one is based upon your history. So we look for morning stiffness, usually 10 to 15 minutes. Usually when people have osteoarthritis, they feel worse after inactivity. So they say, after I've been sitting down for a long time and I get up, it takes me a little bit of time before I feel loose. You know, we also will do x-rays. 
you know what, x-ray is not 100%, okay? Sometimes if I went outside and I did an x-ray on 100 people that were walking down the street, I could probably find 30, 40% of people that look like they had arthritis on an x-ray. But if you're feeling fine, then, you know, we totally ignore it. And then there's the other people that they feel absolutely horrible and you do an x-ray and the x-rays are completely normal. So it has to be a combination of a really thorough history, a thorough physical exam, and an x-ray. Okay. I'm going to ask you a personal question because you're here. Um, how about the ankles? Does arthritis affect the ankles? So actually osteoarthritis, the degenerative arthritis, is really unusual to affect the ankles. Not that it's impossible, but it's usually unusual. So if people have arthritis of the ankles, then definitely we start looking at alternative causes of arthritis. Okay. Uh, but arthritis can really affect pretty much any joint in the body. And if you have a history of injury in any joint, you're more likely to have arthritis there as well. Okay, because I suffer from osteochondritis dissecans in both my ankles. And someone said, as you get older, you might have issues with arthritis. So I was just wondering what type that would have been. Yeah. Um, hopefully so <laughs> I don't, but oh my God. I'll come see you if I do. Absolutely. That's for sure. I can't wait. <laughs> let's give me a couple more years. Um, let's talk a little bit about treatment now. Um, so they come to you, they have the tests, um, they're diagnosed with, say, let's t talk about um, RA. Um, what are some of the uh, treatments that we do for this? So like I said before, you know, 10, uh, maybe 20, 30 years ago, all we had to treat rheumatoid arthritis was just Advil. And we would tell people to take Advil all day and all night. Mm. And as we know, with Advil, there's a lot of side effects and we worry about stomach ulcers. You know, nowadays we have much safer medications, although all medications do have side effects. Now, the first medicine we usually use with rheumatoid arthritis is prednisone. Mm. And when people hear prednisone, they always get very scared steroid, because they, right. yeah, they hear steroid and side effects. Although some people say, oh, am I going to develop big muscles? But these are not anabolic steroids. You know, we like to give sh steroids in the short term because they work immediately. Within 24 hours, you're going to start feeling better. But we don't like to keep people on prednisone for a long time. So what we have what we call steroid-sparing agents. So people may have heard of methotrexate. You may have seen the commercials for Embryo, the famous golfer, Phil Nicholson. He takes uh, Embryo for his psoriatic arthritis, which is like a cousin of rheumatoid arthritis. Um, there's a lot of commercials. You've probably seen Humira. Uh, Zelgens, Actimra. You know, the good news for rheumatoid arthritis, there's a lot of medications out for rheumatoid. So there's different options for different people, and not one is better than any other. It's just finding one that works for you. Okay. And that medication, what is it actually doing? Is it blocking the inflammation process? What is it doing that would help RA? So it's very interesting. You know, we have different medications, and each one of them actually affects the inflammatory process in a different way. So basically what happens is your immune, uh, one of your B or T cells finds, uh, it looks at your cell and sees it as foreign. So it goes to talk to some of its other cells and then it releases all these, they call cytokines. So these are like messengers. And these messengers will bring other uh, inflammatory cells to attack the joint. So these different medications will block different enzymes which cause these uh, other immune cells to come cause the inflammation. Okay. Um, with regard to osteoarthritis, um, which one is actually more common? So osteoarthritis is, is, is by far the most common. Like okay. I said, you know, rheumatoid arthritis affects about 1% to 2% of people, but in my mind, it's probably a lot more because there's probably a lot of people who are undiagnosed, so maybe it's more like 4 or 5%. Degenerative arthritis is likely to occur in about 70 80% of people, and as I tell everyone, it's pretty much going to occur at some point for all of us, uh, you know, sooner or later. Okay, and what are the actual treatments for that? So degenerative arthritis is a much different disease, and it really depends on what joint is being involved. You know, the most important treatment is actually diet, exercise, and weight loss. Believe it or not, if you have arthritis of the knee, 
for every uh, one pound of uh, weight, you are over the normal limit. It's an extra 10 pounds of pressure on the joint. So definitely, if you're you know 40 pounds overweight, imagine the extra weight you're putting on your joints at all times. So there's nothing more important than diet, exercise, and weight loss. Um, you know, there's a lot of other options as well. You know, definitely we like to start with some medications. You've probably heard of Tylenol and anti-inflammatories. And these really just help with decrease the pain. You know, we have a lot of other good options now as well. We now have new topical creams out that are very effective in arthritis. And the nice thing about these is that they actually don't get absorbed in the system. It's very minimal. So you don't have to worry about being on other medications, the interaction. You don't have to worry about stomach ulcers. And these creams you can rub on your skin up to four times a day. So instead of taking like an ibuprofen or naproxen, you can rub these creams on and they could be very effective. Now, these are prescription medications, but there's also some creams that you can get at the store. Uh, you may have heard of capsaicin cream. Mm -hmm. This is from the red pepper, and this has some anti-inflammatory properties. And once again, you can rub on your joints up to four times a day. Just don't go near your eye. I had a very bad <laughs> incident. I rubbed it on my ankle, not realizing what it was made from, and uh, I had a little bit of an eye issue after. Now, uh, well, yeah, I definitely recommend being careful. Only put it on your joints and keep it away from children. And right. you know, uh, your what, is actually, what is it actually doing? Uh, when I put it on, it feels like it was hot. And is it is it helping the joint by warming it? What is it actually doing? Well, so actually, it's an anti-inflammatory. So part of the process, when there's a little bit of inflammation, there's a certain enzyme called COX-1. Okay, and this enzyme actually encourages some more cells to come and ca cause more inflammation. So this cream is actually blocking this enzyme. Okay. How about icing? So definitely icing is very important. You know, when you have inflammation, when you have pain in the acute setting, icing is actually the most important thing for you to do because the ice actually prevents more cells from coming and causing inflammation in the joint. So definitely I recommend when you're really in acute pain to use ice for about 20 to 30 minutes, but be careful, you know, wrap it in a little paper towel or something. You know, you don't want to freeze a joint. Now people tell me they like to use heat with their joints, which actually works as well too. Because heat feels good because it relaxes the muscle, it relaxes the joints. So I usually tell people to alternate between ice and heat. Okay. Um, a lot of times you hear people with arthritis, they're having injections of certain fluids or medications. What is your feeling on that? So definitely injections are very beneficial. You know, first we like to start with steroid injections. And steroid also has the anti-inflammatory properties as well. And we can inject pretty much any joint, the hands, the wrists, the ankles, the knees, the shoulders. You know, people can have um, improvement after these injections um, from anywhere from a, a couple months to up to a year. And, you know, you can do these injections safely for up to three times per year. Now, some people, if they really don't have any cartilage and their arthritis is really severe, these injections may not benefit. And that's when we use these, what we call uh, synovial fluid injections, all right? So believe it or not, they take the synovial fluid. Some of it they get from the comb of a rooster mm -hmm. right in the neck. And this is artificial fluid that we inject right into the joint, and this acts as a buffer. So instead of having the bone on bone when you're walking, which we see when you lose the cartilage, this fluid acts as a buffer. And this can be, give you benefit for up to a year. So this, has a, this is a really, it's new on the market. It's very beneficial, and we definitely recommend to people that have severe arthritis. Okay. And what about a very popular glucosamine and all those? In your professional opinion, do they work? I've tried them. I, I haven't seen much benefit, but there's other people that swear by it. What is your feeling on that? So, yeah, you know, definitely it's a hugely debated topic. You know, in the beginning, we definitely had a, some uh, studies which show there was significant benefit. You know, um, glucuronic acid, hyaluronic acid, this is what your cartilage is composed of. 
So the theory is when you take these supplements that they help increase the cartilage buildup inside your joints. You know, it's only really been shown to benefit in very, very mild arthritis. And what I tell people is, you know, there's definitely a lot of people that swear by it. And then like you, there's some people that say it doesn't do anything for me. You know, what I tell people is it's cheap. You know, right. when, when things are cheap and they're safe, go ahead and try it. You know, as long as it doesn't hurt you, it may have some benefit. You don't really have too much to lose. It won't cost you a lot. So definitely you can try it. But if it's not helping you, uh, you there's other options as well. Okay. Um, we're getting close to the end of the show. So usually, like I said, with all my guests, I like to kind of summarize. So what would your takeaway messages be on RA and osteoarthritis for our listeners? You know, I, what I've noticed, uh, especially among my patients, is as they get older, you know, they develop more aches and pains and arthritis gets worse. And it really limits um, how they can't go dancing. They can't be hanging out with their friends. Um, they're, you know, they don't walk as well. And I really don't want people to be in pain. So if you have any type of arthritis, you know, you really shouldn't be in pain. And it's important to make sure there's not an underlying cause of that arthritis, like rheumatoid arthritis, something that we can do about, something we can help you with. You know, my goal as a rheumatologist is to preserve your joints, is to decrease the inflammation, is to decrease pain, is to increase range of motion. I want to make your life as easy as possible. Well, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Mark Trattenberg, uh, for coming today. Again, the information for Dr. Trattenberg, he's from the Center for Rheumatic Disease. It's 435 South Street, Suite 220B. That's uh, really over near the hospital, right down kind of like the side street there. Um, that's in Morristown. The number there is 973-540-9198. His new office, um, which we hear is beautiful, is in Rockaway next to the Rockaway Mall. It's 973-895-6606. Again, for Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, visit our website at ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. Our main number is 973-285-7800. And like all my shows, visit my website at answersliveNJ.com. AnswersLiveNJ.com uh, to hear Dr. Trattenberg's um, show as many times as you want, as well as all the other shows. I think actually we're up to over 65 shows on that website. So visit it and listen and learn. Again, thank you so much for listening to me today, and I will uh, talk to you all next Sunday. Have a great day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.